I may or may not have made a mistake here. Hello and welcome to D&D Valiant Odyssey. We have another episode coming at you with my chaotic crew. Je suis. What up? We have Drew. Hey, Gam. And we have Shabby. <laughs> Hell and well meant, adventurers. <laughs> um, so we're sitting here after having liberated the Rose Sphere from the noble house called Corellian to the tavern known as the Sitting Duck, where you awaken now on a beautiful summer's morn in Cadmia. So as you awaken, you watch as the sun begins to shine through the window of your tavern room. The warmth hits you and you feel comforted. The wounds upon your leg and shoulder <laughs> and leg. butt cheek, Drew, uh, now appear to be bandaged. I'll kill you, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> and as that occurs, you awaken to the sounds of birds chirping and bags full of gold. Excellent. Thank Having you. spent the night counting the gold, <laughs> je suis four or so trinkets from your handful and five golden rings. You net this to be about 220 gold worth of objects. Shavi, having found three candlesticks, three gold rings, and four golden chains, Light you net it. your worth to be at 195 gold. You bastard. Ha! We turn to the bag now holding this glowing red pomegranate-sized ornament, the rose sphere. You see this golden band looping around it that seems to be motioning almost mechanically. And as you pick up the ruby and sort of swirl it around, it almost has like a liquid core and it's definitely worth a little bit of money. Drop it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I stole it. It's mine. <laughs> like, do we have to give it to well, yeah, defense? Liz. Yeah. Like, seeing as you guys used me as a meat shield, I deserve maybe a little bit of compensation coming my way. We should uh, definitely go see Dragon about this sphere. I give Drew 20 gold for taking an arrow in the ass for me. He slides over 20 gold and you're not sure what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> with a wink, with a wink, I slide it. Thank As you, you take Thank it, you, you almost feel like a twang of pain coming from your ass, <laughs> and you you can see the arrow wound now. But as you guys get yourself ready, pack up all your things, you hear the town caller below within the streets of Cadmia saying, Corellian house robbed overnight. The Rose Sphere seems to have gone missing. Thieves still at large. Thieves still at large. And at that, you guys proudly tip your hats and walk downstairs. <laughs> My yeah. lady. As I'm walking down the stairs, I'm sort of, Massaging my uh, crotchal region. <laughs> um, as you walk down past the bartender, who's still the same grizzly man with the beard, he hears you say that and he says, I believe there are some clerics that can help you fix that up. <laughs> uh, thank you, good sir, but uh, this is not my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you a nod and he says, Well seasoned man, you, you have some visitors. You look across the bar and you can see in one of the booths, the orcish figure of Dragon. Oh, God, thanks. And Thank God. <laughs> you can see with him a halfling man that seems to have a mop of brown hair pushed to one side. You can see he's got a scar over one eye. You can see that he has this blade sitting on his belt that seems to be quite uh, decorative. And they're sort of sharing a mead despite this early hour. Uh, as you look at Dragon, uh, Dragon, the orcish figure, looks directly at you, Shavi, and you watch as... The figure sitting next to him, the halfling, kicks out a stool in your direction. Yeah. Mm. And and he sort of gestures to the stool. Sit down. Yep. As you go and sit down, do you two follow? I go to the bar. Okay. You go directly to the bar? I'm going to follow you. Yep. So Drew goes and sits down. What are we doing at the bar, Mr. Jusui? Getting me. All right. So you go to get this mead off of this bartender and he slides it to you readily. He says, bit of hair of the dog. Indeed. He hands it to you and you then make your way back to the table. Yes. Then I go to the table with my mead. So as you sit down at the table, you shuffle yourself directly next to Dragon and he looks to you and says, Seems you boys have made the front page. Successful, I hope. We will present it. Some might say. And he looks to you after saying that cautiously and he says, The item, I mean. We're down there, je soir. We're down. <laughs> We've got it. Is here the right place to do that? No place safer than a sitting duck. Cool. All right. Uh, is it, lay it out. Is it wrapped up or anything like that? You know, I wouldn't just put it on the table. <laughs> you watch as the bartender moves over to the door 
mm. flips the side to closed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, and we're yeah. the only ones in there? At the moment, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll lay it out. <laughs> the halfling raises a hand and you watch as the bartender sort of makes his way over with a small shot of what looks like whiskey and you see the halfling say, Thank you very much, Shady. He looks at you all and he says, We have not been properly introduced. You watch as he flashes his hand and you can see a tattoo come onto his hand of an eye. And he mm. says, My name is Freudenskor. I operate a shop in the trade wards of this fair city known as the Magic Score. But I have some extracurricular activities that you have been involved in also. Xavi, your name has met my brother's ears. The Blade is very impressed with you. Dragon here has sung your praises as well and your merry bunch. And Dragon looks to you all and says, These three are the best three of my employ. And you watch as he says, Well, that is good to hear, because now that you have this, I can deliver the Red Sphere to my brother, apply the rewards that is coming your way. Shavi, it is my honor to offer you full membership into the Unseen Leadership position. Well, I humbly and gracefully accept. The Blade watches your career with purpose. My brother, he is. He has a good eye for talent. Now, that being said, how do you feel about yet another mission? Rewards, obviously. We (laughs) will follow. Your enthusiasm is so, so, so encouraging. Very well. I feel like I'm always serious and stuff when dragons when, there. When missions yeah, when are dragon, around. Yeah. And like the hidden dudes are there because like he's the... You watch as dragon sort of looks to you guys and he says, This one's going to be tough. As tough as the last one? Because <laughs> the last one sort of went sideways very, very quickly. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I don't think they've put out the smolder on the hill yet. You, my, my, you were not there, my friend. It was very... Hot. It was different. <laughs> my, my butt tingles. <laughs> uh, at that, you watch as Freuden says, We have been in communications with a rival, let's say, faction. There is a man called Tezenless. He is the captain of the Eye Catcher. He is a very powerful individual, and we have got much information from him in the past. However, our interest seems to have been aligned in finding a very rare artifact known as the Spirit-Bound Tome. Now, our attempts to get this was thwarted by the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild, but luckily there was a, well, a miscreant within the party who offered some of the pages of this tome to Tezenless. However, these pages require a, a person gifted in strong arcane arts to decipher, read, to learn its secrets. And the only one that Tezenless knows that is capable that isn't associated with the Wasonia Academy. Well, they're currently in prison. He looks around to see if you can see where this is going. Mm. Ah, so we got to get him out? That would be preferable. I am just making it aware I am not sleeping with any prison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only- sure that if the price was right, Monsieur Jusue... You would sleep with anybody, I tell you to. <laughs> it didn't take much to get you up there. We. Oui. So, with this red sphere as your entrant to the Unseen, the promotion already given, my brother the Blade thanks you, and I will give you the details of this mission, if you choose to accept. We accept? Well, I accept. Oui. Wonderful. We would like you to turn yourselves in. Oh. So put ourselves in prison. Oh, we're going to just break out from oh. the inside then. Hmm. If we do turn ourselves in, have you got anything else organized for us to be able to get out? We have a contact on the inside, as well as the arcane individual that you are trying to find. Mm-hmm. Word has gotten to them from Tezenless that help is on the way, so to speak. See, the reason we want you to hand yourselves in is because when uh, crimes are when crimes are committed against the Corellian family. Those men and women don't see justice in Cadmia like uh, the usual criminal folk. Most are never heard from again. Rumor has it that they are sent to a prison in the north underneath one of the mountains. And that prison, well, it's never been escaped before. So turning yourselves in, finding this individual is key. But if you are successful, you can label yourselves as the only ones to have ever escaped the Corellian vault. Fame will follow you. Your name will be remembered. Forever. I'm glad that you are considering this. And, well, turning yourself into 
prisoners, convicts so to speak, isn't always preferable. Most of your items will probably be removed from your person upon entry, which means your spellcasting focused Drew will not allow you to cast any spells. Your weapons will be removed, so you may need to improvise unless... Unless we can get your guarantee that you are going to be successful, we can offer you some magical aid. Yep, I'm definitely up for that. Yeah, we're definitely going to be <clears> successful. <throat> we are going to be successful. Is there any way... When, when we get out, are we still going to be... We're obviously still criminals. What happens then? <clears throat> we're criminals now. Rumor has it that uh, this prison, it's not even supposed to exist. As you know, the justice system in Cadmia is quite strict, especially when it comes to slavery of others. Now, Tezanless has his sources of information that tells us that um, this Corellian family, most of their wealth is built on this industry, and these slaves come from this very prison. So if you can confirm its existence, if you can confirm the fact that prisons are converting these people into slaves, and that their funds are taken from this. I'm sure that the Karelian mistress will uh, drop all charges, so to speak. Not to mention the fact that uh, her honor has been disputed by one of our own. And if that were to meet the Tribune of Cadmia, let's just say you have some bargaining power there. Could you guarantee your source on the inside, if we were to turn ourselves in, would he be able to get us our weapons and spellcasting ability back? I will give you arcane means that allow you to use these abilities before you enter. And where shall we hide these arcane means? Oh, don't you worry, just we. Let's do it. I'm Let's thinking, see. my thoughts are we, we're pretty, we work off the art of surprise, most of us, and then so we'll have the most surprise by turning ourselves in uh -huh. and getting out. Yeah. Also, <laughs> without them knowing that Drew will be with us if yeah. he's sneaking in <laughs> as a brat or... Something small something enough to hide, small. like a beard or hair or something like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. that are my, those are my thoughts. I need each of you for an hour to present these gifts to you. You watch as Dragon stands. He looks to you, Shavi, and he says, puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, Couldn't be proud of you, boy. <laughs> and taps you on the shoulder before he leaves. Shed a tear. <laughs> Freudian looks to you, this halfling individual, and he says, Who is first? Shotgun. <laughs> Je suis. Follow me. And you watch as he makes his way into the back room that you see Shady, who's the name of the bar, keep with the scruffy beard, uh, opens the door and it's just basically a storeroom and you can see a crate there that he sits down on and he gestures for a seat for you. So I sit down. As you sit down, the door closes and the last thing you see through the underside of the door is this arcane flashing. But from inside, he grasps both of your index fingers with his, in his halfling hands. Pull my finger. And as he does that, you feel the searing and burning pain. <laughs> <laughs> you realize this is an enclosed space, just where. <laughs> and as he lets go, you can see that there are two finger, two um, finger tattoos on your index fingers, now shaped like a key. I want you to think about uh, the finest set of lockpicks that you have ever seen. As you do that, you watch as they appear from a flash on your tattoos into your hand. And then as you think about them going away, they vanish. He says, that can be used once every short rest. <laughs> <laughs> on a dexterity roll. <laughs> so you see, if your tools are removed from you, you still have your tool. He sends you out. And as you finger gun your way out, <laughs> who is next? Well, yeah, that'd be me. Come. And you watch as you walk in. You sit down on the stool again, the door closes, and you guys see arcane light flashing from outside. But before that happens, he looks at you and says, may I just say your overall appearance? <laughs> and he pauses know, for a moment. And I say, I know, I know, it's okay. You, you are aware, people? Yes. Sure, nobody could miss that. I'm, I'm, I'm very aware, thank you. You uh, watch as he puts a hand on your chest where a necklace would sit, mm -hmm. and you watch as he... Puts a tattoo on your chest just in the middle there of an arcane focus. What would it look like? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, druidic symbol, seen on circle of the moon. Potentially like a little moon. All right. So you see this little moon appear. And as it's tattooed on him, he says, Now you will be able to cast spells without your arcane focus as one has been embedded into your flesh. If that flesh is removed, rendered, burnt, damaged in any way, so will your spellcasting ability. 
Duly noted. Thank you. Don't take a javelin to the chest. <laughs> uh, as, as Shavi walks in, you sit down onto the, the barrel and each one of these is taking about an hour. So as you sit down, he looks towards you and he goes, and what is your speciality, my little friend? Death. <laughs> he smiles and he says, there is a reason that my brother has heard your name. Some blades for the blade's new apprentice. And you watch as he grabs the tops of your shoulders and moves his hands all the way down to your elbows. And as he does, you see two swords tattooed onto your uh, upper arms. And then as you summon these swords, you watch as they immediately appear from the tattoos into your hands. Sharpest magical blades that you've seen. Cool, spinny, swordy tricks. Yep, and as you do a final flourish and you Mm. point them out, you watch as they both just vanish. And he says, they will come to you at will. But do not be disarmed, if you know what I mean. Can you? Pre- I have spent my magical abilities today, so I hope this will do. But when your weapons and supplies are taken, at least you will not be completely vulnerable. So Shabi will be the only um, one with weapons. Humbly appreciate your blessing. Mm-hmm. Unless we can find them in the prison. Yep. He gives you a nod. As you guys begin making your way out, he looks to you all and he says, if you are to complete this task, not only will you be able to keep the bonds and vestiges that I have disposed upon you, but I can grant you many things. Your position in the Unseen will most definitely be stabilized, Shavi. Your name will reach my brother's ears. The Blade will know your name. For you, Jasui, I am betting this existence on this mortal plane of Kalimvor is tiresome to you. We will grant you the opportunity to return to your home above if you see fit. No. That is your choice. And Drew. Well, the Unseen has many women amongst their ranks. I'm sure <laughs> there's something that, uh, that you desire. Oh, men. Mm. Drew's not fussy. Well, a man of your... Um... I know, I know. <laughs> yes. I understand. Charisma. Mum's been telling me my whole life. Your mother is a very astute woman. <laughs> And you two can definitely tell Shavi and Jasui that he is lying. <laughs> I will bid you farewell. And once you are successful and you make your way back into Academia, Shavi, you may contact Dragon under the usual circumstances. And you watch as he pulls out a folded piece of paper that's like a folded boat. The boat. Mm-hmm. And he tosses it towards you. Don't lose that. No worries. And you watch as he makes his way out and he says... Thank you for the drink, Shady. And he says, oh, that's, that's okay. Uh, did you clean up my back room? And you watch as the door closes. <laughs> oh, God damn it. And you watch as he goes in there with a broom. Uh, what would you like to do? <laughs> you watch as you two produce these wicked things that come directly into your hand. Kind of look at them both with, as I push my shirt to the side so they can see the first tattoo. And then I give them a little bit of a glare. As I turn around and show them one butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're unimpressed by, Jusui, as you look towards the ceiling. <laughs> At that, what would you guys like to do? Shall we get this show on the road? Yep. Okay, well, uh, yeah, right before we get to the guards, I guess, then, yeah, I'm going to turn to something tiny enough to sin one of the guys' beard or hair or something okay. like that so they won't notice me. Yep. So as you begin making your way in the northerly direction towards the uh, castle ward where the estate of the Corellians lie, you do pass their banners through the streets that are nearby their manor. You can see eight vertical lines going down their banner and eight dots centrally uh, as circles in the middle. Uh, and as you see those, you begin walking through. You can see a set of guards similar to the ones that um, you had seen the night before, but you see them carrying a stretcher and seems to have a, rogue, a robe over the top of it. And as you guys pass by, they stop and you watch as a hand slings out of it, obviously dead. What would you guys like to do? <laughs> Stupid bitch ass. As you say that, they <laughs> automatically look towards you and they place this body into a, a carriage that seems to be waiting and they look towards you and they say, that is extremely disrespectful. People have lost their lives. And you watch as the other one sort of elbows him and then like gestures up and down at you guys, like looking at your top and your tail. And he pulls out a poster. Yeah, we kind of, we know. I see, I see that the light bulb <laughs> has gone off in your head, my friend. The other guy pulls out a poster and like aligns it up to you, Shavi, mm. and then aligns it up to you, Jasui. 
And then as he lines it up to you, um, Drew, you can see him just like hold up a spear. <laughs> well, this is definitely them. Nobody is that ugly. <laughs> and you watch as a whistle is blown. Do you resist? No. Not at all. All right. So at that, you guys watch as you're surrounded by guards and being pointed in by spear point. You make your way into the central uh, area of the garden where you can see it's almost like a, a fountain sits. And you can see that the the inside of the building where you're sitting probably 90 or so feet adjacent, you can see it's blackened and smoke-ridden, but it seems to be put out. Um, <laughs> at that, you see nine guards surround you, and you watch as a beautifully dressed maiden begins walking down the stairs. You can see that she's got this blonde hair tied up in a bow. She's got a very oh made-up. And as she begins making her way down, you can see that she's got a handkerchief in one hand, and you guys have this is a very beautiful woman. And as she looks around to the three of you, she says, I believe you owe me at least an apology. You have come in, you have violated, and she looks to you, just we, my estate. You have stolen my goods, which I would like to see returned. Hand it over. And what over? The rose sphere that you stole from me. We didn't take the rose We didn't steal anything. She moves over to you, Je Suis, and you watch as she takes her handkerchief and slaps it across your face Mm. and throws it to the ground. She says, I do not want to hear another word from your... (laughs) (laughs) so you can see like a blush go over her face but even so she looks away from you quickly and a tear rolls down her eye she says guards I do not want to converse with these people anymore take them away and you watch as the guard says to the dungeon my lady yes they will be transported forthwith and you watch as you guys are taken to the back of the estate. You guys are taken down down into a garden path that leads into what looks like a, a mountainous cavern that sort of leads down into a dungeon. As you get put into a holding cell, an hour or so passes where you are sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Is there anything you guys would like to do during this time? That's probably when I think I'm going to poof. All right, so as you poof, what do you turn into and what does it look like? Well, my first thought was actually I want to... Probably Ratatouille, one of these bitches. I could just control right. it. No, <laughs> probably going to go into, yeah, some, maybe a spider or something like that. Like a small spider, small enough to be concealed in, in, in their hair okay. without being noticed. Okay. So you watch as your form shrinks and eight-legged spider just yep. basically gonna protrudes out. Crawl up onto, up into one of their hair. So at that, you guys watch as a uh, one of the guards is always there present. And you watch as they begin opening the door as three of them now approach. And you can see them beginning to approach each of you to remove your objects. So you watch as they head towards you and they remove short swords. They remove crossbows, bolts. You see that your arcane focus is ripped from your your neck, the necklace one. You see your quarterstaff is taken. And you also see they, they leave your clothes on, obviously. But they, they move over to any sort of trinket that you were holding, your bags, and they take them as well. Uh, as they do that, you watch as they load it into what looks like a crate on the back of a caravan, and you watch as they basically go and knock you both out. They seem unconvinced, and you watch as one guard is sort of given the nod to go and spread the word to look for the other, but the two of you are then knocked unconscious and loaded into the um, the cart. Drew, what you see as the carriage makes its way northward is you're winding through this road that ends up on a mountainous track, and you watch as... Uh, You get to a certain point in the road, the belongings are taken off by crate and the people, the two people uh, that you're allied with, Shavi and uh, Jusui, are taken by stretcher through this forest that seems to be inclining and you get to what looks like a ravine and you watch as you get placed onto this ravine elevator that then seems to get winched down uh, all the way into darkness. The bottom of a ravine. Also, while they're unconscious, I'm definitely going to, like, spider wet willy one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at that, as that uh, winch-drawn elevator gets to the bottom of this ravine, it seems to go on for ages, and it gets darker and darker as you go down further and further, and the day's light seems to not permeate this area. You watch then as the only light that you can see is from blue and purple mushroom-like illuminations that seem to loom on this, um, that loom on this opening in the, into a cavern. At that, you begin to make your way down this narrow passageway, being drawn by these human guards. And as you get into an opening uh, up of a passageway, you look across and you start to hear the rushing of a waterfall. And you can see from the purple light, this rushing waterfall that seems to emanate sound throughout the whole cavern. 
You can see three stalagmites that seem to sit on the roof that are illuminated in purple light as well. You also see spider webs that seems to conceal a lot of the top of the cabin and there seems to be a pool directly in front of you. And as you begin listening over the sound of the waterfall, you do hear like a clicking and that clicking seems to resonate from above where you can see another elevator that seems to make its way down. So it looks like those are the only sort of ways in and out? Yep. And at that, you watch as the elevator begins to make its way all the way down. But accompanying that on either side of the elevator, you see a humanoid figure on a tendril-like uh, rope almost thin like a spiderweb itself, uh, make its way down as well. And you can see that the figures you're met with are two purple-skinned elves, which you know to be drow. And you can see that they have white scruffy hair, one of them quite long, both male. And you can see that they're heavily armored and they hold like a spear next to them. And you can see that they are adorning the crest of the Corellian family. I'll get you to roll a history check, please. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen a drow before. <laughs> you know that they're different. Ooh, purple. Yeah, and they look like elves. They have some similar features to elves, but these guys are different and obviously rare. So as you look at this this individual as they come down, you watch as the humans hand over your compatriots. They hand over the belongings in the crates and you watch as you're loaded onto the elevators and crated up. So as you begin to get crated up on the elevator, you immediately watch as the elevator hits its uh, mark in elevation, probably goes up about 100 or so feet. The only light again being the purple luminations from the fungi. You watch then as the boom arm that seems to hold this elevator swings across to a landing that seems to be made out of this fungal shelf that seems to be at a foot or so long. And you're also there met with a tall standing female drow that seems to be officiating and, and governing where these individuals go. You watch as she looks to the people and says, oh, moves just with his hair across his face and says, here's a pretty one. This one's too short. Take them to the slave pit. And you watch as she gestures to the eastern side and you begin making your way across the cavern to the east. As you watch this, you can see on the right-hand side various different portcullis gates that lead into various different caverns embedded into the rock face. The sound of waterfalls just echoing through this cavern the entire time. Uh, I'll get you to roll a perception check. Okay, so with a 15, you probably clock about eight or so guards on your way. Mm -hmm are mostly permeating from watchtowers that you can see at varying intervals around the, the cavern. And you can also see three of these third-looking beasts that seem to be, they could be bipedal or quadrupedal, but their front limbs are quite large and they seem to be like the muscle of the area. They're the ones that were cranking the elevator. Um, so you can see at least three of those as you go. You make your way past the elevator and you are placed into what looks like a slave pit where you can see the the door is arcanely lit and then it goes down as these individuals take you in, throw you inside, and the arcane light just immediately comes back up. Sorry, do they look like tamed or are they like they look like chains? They, they don't look like they're slaves in, in any regard in terms of chains or anything, but they do look subservient to these drow. So at that, you guys are all three of you thrown into the slave pit. And around you, you now currently see what looks like a rock facing of walls into a dome-like cavern. And you are not the only ones in here. You, Drew, are probably the only one that can see it. But you, you see seven other individuals in the cavern with you. You can see what looks like an old, disheveled drow man that seems to just be swaying like backwards and forwards in the corner. You can also see a human that seems to be just sort of like scratching at his face. And you can see like he's scratching his arms and he just keeps saying, the spider's. The spiders. The spiders. Um, You're a spider. <laughs> you can see a very large orc standing over this individual, and you can see that he's gruffing in orcish, uh, and you see he's, he's, like, standing over him just yelling. He's just, like, standing in orcish, and he punches him in the face and smacks out a tooth, and as he does, he sort of hits the floor, and you watch as the orc picks up a ration of bread and just eats it and begins walking back away. You can see a human that seems to have long blonde hair that's sort of sitting in the out of place. Uh, and he's quite attractive. And you can see two deep gnomes that seem to be sitting there just sort of tossing dice to each other or coins. And then there is a black hooded man in the far corner that seems to just be taking in the situation. You watch as the two drow that open the gate lay Shavi and Jusui onto the floor. And then they leave. You watch then as the individuals around just sort of pause. Look at the two newcomers. And you watch as the two gnomes are the first ones to come and suss the two out and you watch as they begin making their way slowly towards and you watch as they both begin checking your pockets are they both still unconscious 
Yep. Yep. Um, so at that, they begin checking their pockets, but because you were stripped before, you watch as one of them says to the other, dog like there's nothing on these people. And you watch as uh, the other one, seemingly female, says, well, I know that, Duntil, but we, we needed to try. There's nothing here that we can take. <laughs> and they both begin turning away. Um, again, you watch as the orc moves over and he says, these two are mine. And you watch as he drags both of you unconscious to the corner and he lays you guys down and he sits down outside of where you guys are. So the did we get any information on the person we're looking for and what race they are? They just said an arcane user mm-hmm. within the prison. Yeah, dude in the hood. Probably. But uh <laughs> Well it could be the there was one that was out of place and then there was the hooded person as well. Yeah. So So yeah, can I I guess suss out if it looks like any of these people could be an arcane user or anything like that? Roll an arcana check. So at that, as you look around, you get a strong magical sense from a few of these individuals. You get a strong magical sense from the drow that seems to be shaking in the corner. You get a strong magical sense from the one scratching with spiders. <laughs> and you get a strong magical magical sense from uh, the one in the corner that seems to be in dark robes. The others seem to not exude any magical influence. But what you do notice is their magical influence seems to be barred by something you can imagine the same thing that you were warned about by Freuden. That magic may not work in here the same way as usual. Yeah. At least for them, not for you. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so that's what you gain. And um, at this point, what would you like to do? I think I want to try and wake these guys up. Is there any way that I could... You've probably got about 10 minutes left 10 on minutes your wild left. shape. Yeah. Bite me. Yeah. <laughs> wet, my wet willy again, see if I can wake... Go uh, for it. Let's roll a... Jesus. Roll a disturbance check. <laughs> roll wet willy check. Yeah, roll a wet willy check. Let's just say oh, it's man. a... That's a one. A, a persuasion. <laughs> what? Was that the best or the worst wet willy? <laughs> That's the worst wet willy. So you do it just for fun, basically. It was wet. Yeah. If none of them wake up, then I'm probably going to turn back into a human and try and shake them and All right. wake these guys As up. As you turn back into a human, the orc turns around to you and says, Three for the price of... T- oh, my God. <laughs> you smell like shit. <laughs> and I've been here for over 35 days. Get away from them, they're mine. That's not going to happen. These are my friends. And you I'm don't trying, have like, any to, friends down here, them, sir. But like... Shake them awake as he's You guys this. are shaken to consciousness. <laughs> They're alive, good. I'm Vic, I'm your new master. And you watch and see this grey-skinned orc just looking directly at you. Hey, Vic. When he says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, Mr. Elf. And he's going to try and head headbutt you. Guys, guys, I get everyone's anger in here, but we may have a way out. We want to escape and we could use all the help we can get. Roll a persuasion in? check. He goes to headbutt you. He grabs you by the shirt front, just sweet, and he goes to headbutt you, but he like snorts, <laughs> and he looks over to you and he goes, "I've heard that from many before, but you have my curiosity." He drops your shirt. You need to learn some manners, boy. <laughs> you need to take a bath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you reckon Drew stinks? <laughs> At that, Vic stands up. This orcish bully. And he looks around to you and he says, Welcome to the slave pit. As I said, I've been here for a long time. There's not much to see or much to do, but we shit over there and we eat over there. And don't mix the two up. And he looks directly at you, Drew. (laughs) This is what comes when you mix the two up. You get a Drew. He looks at you and begins lumbering away. And you can see that he's hoarded a bunch of stuff on his side of the, the cavern. And you can see he's pretty protective of it. And he goes, get the fuck out of here. And he points to you guys to, mm-hmm. to leave. You watch as he just begins counting his stuff again, laying it out. One, two, three. What's it look like? 63. <laughs> um, at that, as you guys get a good view of this cavern now, you do see one of the individuals there shaking and scratching. And he's just like, spiders. And the spiders. Spiders everywhere. All spiders. And you can see that he has like red blotches all over his face, this, this human individual. Cool. And you can see that he's just scratching. His eyes look bloodshot, red, and he doesn't look well. He looks very sick. We're going to leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) The scratchy one and the shaky one, maybe save them for now. But I definitely would be ushering towards the the hooded hooded guy at the back or the two gnomes and uh, try and get as many of them as we can on our side. Just say, hey, look, you know, like we're like, you know, here looking for someone. 
do you want to how do we want to play this no well, we've we've just woken up so like mm. are we gonna oh, have a look well, around thing, and see I'll what's going now, on as well walks away i'll sort of quietly update then i'm on everything i've seen since they're unconscious with mm. how we got here so i'm gonna update them with the seven guys and the three that i think uh could be the guy we're looking for so cool. get the, all right well mm. shall we start talking to people so i would say you'll get the shaky drought oh so, so the scratchy one the shaky one and the dark robe are the three magic ones it's gonna be one of these guys let's look at the non-sick ones yeah, well, we'll try the hooded dude first. Hooded dude. Yep. Hooded hooded dude. Do all three of you walk up to him? Yep. You can see he hasn't moved since you guys mm. walked in. And as you guys go up to him, you can see these blue piercing eyes look at you from underneath this hood and his arms seem to be folded. And as you can see him sort of shift in his robe, his arms move outside of his robe and you see one of them is a golden copper-like arm, like a prosthetic. And as he looks towards you guys from over his hood, you can see long black hair that goes all the way down to his his chest that seems to protrude from the hood. And he just takes you in, doesn't say a word. Does the name Tez unless mean anything to you? He says nothing. Thanks for your help. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Good chat. He just looks at each of you as you speak. He doesn't say anything. Regardless if it does or doesn't, we're looking at getting out of here and we could use all the help we get. Any chance you could assist with that? Uh, roll a wisdom save. You all can. As he looks across all of you, you hear this voice that says, Prove your worth and I will aid you. He says, and you're the only one that can hear it. It's just wait. I can see ambition in your heart. Ambition to be the best. Is that correct? We. Oui. You guys hear him talking out loud to nothing. And he says, We will chat. Later, but okay. I will help you. All it said was we're looking for an arcane user in there somewhere. Might not be him. Might not, might not be, in, be in the slave pit. Might be in the slave pit, yeah, right. But then they said there was someone that's going to help us. So it could be any of these other people as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like someone on the inside that actually like works in the prison is going to help us Maybe. as well as this. Next, do we talk to the one that was just out of place? Just seemed out of place? Yep. Hmm. As you look towards him, you can see that he is a blonde-haired human. You can see that he's probably been there for about a week or two. Uh, just judging by his look, uh, that's your, big, your best assumption. And as you look towards him, you can see that he's sort of just looking around cautiously. And as you approach, he sort of, sort of cowers a bit into the wall and he says, don't, don't hurt me. I'm, I don't mean you any harm. I'm not going to cause you any trouble. Please. Now, we mean you no harm. We're trying to find a way out. Well, and so are we all. Help? But unfortunately, when you, uh, when you destroy Miss Corellian's honor and they catch you, Everyone's heard of that, have they? Nobody that's left outside of this prison. My name is, is Straleth. And I was Florence's lover before I was put in here. My uh, friend! My friend! He looks to you and he said, he holds up a tentative hand. And he says, As much of a joy as it was at the time, it was not worth the struggle of being in here. My You've come at a fortunate time. Uh, they had just taken a batch of slaves to be taken to the north. They had to meet Drake and be sold at auction. So you have some time. I suggest you get yourselves comfortable and make yourselves as unappealing as possible. It looks to you, Drew, which won't be hard. <laughs> <laughs> that just won't do. We're actually planning an escape here. We're trying to get everyone on our side. <laughs> I hear you laugh, but... Uh, I laugh because any attempt at misconduct, any uh, misbehavior, and you will, you will be punished. And... So he gestures over to the individual that's scratching with spider. Like mm. he says, the high priestess, she does not enjoy disobedience. But let's just say we have a trick or two up our sleeve. Mental night, she could be the arcane user. It's true. So we are, well, I guess all cards on the table. We're looking for someone in here. Does the name Tezanless mean anything to you? I knew of a captain in Cadmia whose name was Tezanless, but I am unacquainted. I only knew him through word of mouth. He is a flamboyant individual, never leaves his boat as far as I knew. But what if, what if I were to say the spirit-bound tome? Does that mean anything to you? He says, yes, I've heard of that. Roll, that roll an inside check. This man's desperate. He's telling you anything he can to get on your side, to be in your pocket so you'll mm -hmm. take him with you because there are a lot of strong people in here and he is weak and scrawny as not fuck. Not so much. He's telling <laughs> he is a Casanova and not a fighter. He's telling so he, the truth though? He is not. He's not telling no, the truth. You, you get the vibe that he, he like looks to the left as he says that. Yes, I know the spirit bound tome. Can Probably you not. read it? 
They say, I, I don't yes. believe you. Yes, I can read it. Sure. Can you not read? No one here is going to be mean to you. We don't want to hurt you. We want help. But I need you to be honest with us. Because we are looking for someone. If that's not you, then you need to be helpful in another way. He looks down and he says, I do not know of the spirit-bound tome. And I have only heard of Tezanus. I'm sorry I could not be of more help, but I can talk my way out of many things. Most of the time. Except for this. <laughs> Excellent. So far, not so good. You may come in handy. Look, I'm an extra arm in a fight a- if you absolutely. need it. Absolutely. This is what we're looking for. We're razor right, I guess. Cool. Keep you up to date with right. our plans. He's on our side. Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. You'll know, when, you'll know when we're getting on with it. So as you approach him, you can see scratched onto the wall is Kalis, 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 just constantly Kalis. And you can see him shaking and he's just, he's saying, Kalis, Kalis, Kalis. He looks to you guys. Hey, buddy. Hey, Lenwell Metzer. <laughs> Who's Everything, everything goes all right? I'm Kalis. Kalis. And then he sort of stands up and he holds out a hand to greet you guys. Well met, Kalis. And this guy's a drow as you look to him. And he's got long white hair. Seems to be male. Uh, and you can see that he's got a heavy wound on one shoulder. And he looks around you. And he says, I'm, I'm Kalis. You are new. And he's shaking the whole time. Bit cold, mate. The temperature is the least of <laughs> Kalis's worries. Kalis, how do you end up in here if you are uh, a, a drow like the rest? I was wondering in the cavern. I'm not like the rest. They found me and they deemed me unfit to help them. So here I am. Does the name Tessenless mean anything to you? If that is the name of a surface dweller, I cannot help you. I have not been above in, in my life. And he starts breathing heavily. I say, would you like to see it? And then I tell planning on escaping. Almost everyone's on our side. We want to get out. Definitely use another, another help. We deem you fit enough to help us. He looks and he says, any disobedience is met with strict punishment. Is this... You're optimistic. You have not been here long. Have you? <laughs> no, we have not. But again, I say, let's just say we've, we've got some help with us. As you say that, you hear the portcullis gate just duk, 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 open and you watch as two of those lumbering furred beasts begin walking through. You can see one drow behind them that looks like a young drow priestess. You can see that she has soft features, a white flowing dress. She's got long white hair with a braid around her head. And you can see she's not the same one that you had met before. <laughs> as you look at her, she's got this cold expression of yellow eyes and she looks around and she says, Hard labour. Collect the new ones and those two. She points to two others and you watch as these uh, large lumbering beasts with this white fur just begin moving through the, the slave pit just like... <laughs> and as they move towards you guys, they usher you around and you watch as you're uh, placed into manacles. At that, and you guys are put into the chain, you watch as they also collect Kalis and they also collect Vic the Orc. And as you guys begin getting pulled out by these two individuals, you pass the drow and you watch as one of the guards that's standing outside the door, the drow guard says, uh, Priestess Anura, where are we to take these individuals? And you watch as she says, take them down below. They can mine some of the rocks. We're in need of some more coal for our fires. And you watch as um, the guard sort of gives a nod and moves with these two beasts. And you watch as Anura sort of looks at you guys as you begin passing through. Is there anything you'd like to do as you pass her? No, shall we try and signal somehow to say that, suggest to her somehow that while we're here? Or just whatever? maybe, yeah. Just, just say Tezanless. Hey, Tezanless. Roll Gage insight checks, there. all three of you. You're not as insightful as the rest. <laughs> all right, so be. you're busy uh, just admiring, blowing kisses. <laughs> you, you can it. see this white dress Excellent. fits her form very nicely. She's a very pretty girl. And the rest of you, however, mission focused, you just say Tezanless under your breath. You watch a slight twitch of an eye and a look towards you and your smaller mm. form, Shavi, and then she looks at Drew. And then she looks towards Jesui as she gets her stern expression back. Um, and she says to the guard, move them forward. And you watch as the guards begin making you your way in your chains down to the elevator where you are lowered down and you are taken to this pile of rocks that seem to require mining. Once you're there, you start enduring this, this feat and you can see that there are two uh, large beasts there and one guard and they, they have weapons drawn upon you. You watch as Vic gets straight to work. He gets a hammer and a python and starts just mining rocks off of the side of this uh, cavern where the waterfall's uh, protruding down. 
and you can see that uh, Kalos as well is just sort of doing the same in a weaker manner. You watch as one of the beasts move towards you who are just taking in this scene and he pushes you with the butt end of a spear, Drew, and he says, Work um, now. I kind of I look and gaze towards the other two guys and say, do we want to go, like, in a, in a sort of sense that do we want to go along with this or do we want to sort of turn and try and smack My thoughts are because they're just the beast. Like, what sort of... You think you can persuade them? Persuade them against the drill. Um, well, I might, uh, while I'm sort of waiting for them to see what their reaction is, I guess I'll start walking forward and towards the rocks and sort of start picking up a hammer while... Sort of how, how freely yeah. are, can yeah. we move? Like, what's the chain situation? You guys can move about ten feet away from each other, and you're all chained up. So the chain's pretty so taut on to you sort guys. Of swing, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But yeah. it's got like he could lock pick out of the chains. He yeah. could, mm-hmm. if you wanted. To. This is why I think we maybe talk and persuade them first. If they're not along with it, then we can maybe have a crack. But mm-hmm. we're <laughs> playing along. And yeah, playing along, doing like, some mining. Yeah. Yeah. Dink, 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 dink. So yeah, as you're having this conversation and the day draws longer, um, you hear the waterfall is constant, and you watch as the guards begin to change over. At this point, you can see two drow, one large beast, but one of them seems to move over to you, and you can see that he actually has what looks like a wand on his side, and he's in like a tunic sort of gear, and you can see that he has like a mohawk, a white mohawk. And you see that he is quite uh, handsome. And as he moves over to you, you get like a scent of um, <laughs> of floral nature as he moves towards you. And he says, you three, you're new. Seems your work ethic is uh, not lacking at least, but you are especially disgusting. He looks to you, Jesui, for the... F- yeah, and he says it to you. <laughs> He's gobsmacked. <laughs> as he looks to you, he says, your kind is absolute filth. You deserve to be here. At least I don't live amongst the filth like yourself. He watches, he extends a hand to try and hit you. Please tell me he finds Drew extremely attractive. Uh, <laughs> does a 19 hit you? Yeah, it does. All right. So he backhands you across the face. You take two points of bludgeoning damage. And he says, you will not spit that forked tongue in my direction. You would do well to learn some manners. I'm your captor after all. And I serve <laughs> the high priest. Do not blow those kisses at me. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as he stands up and he clicks his fingers and you watch as the large beast moves his way towards you, grabs you by the shoulder. He's going to attempt to grapple you. You can do one back if you want. Okay. I, I will grab. All right. So he goes to grapple you. Uh, roll an athletics check contested with his. Okay. So it ties. So this large hand gets put on your shoulder. How do you shrug it off? Using the chain. As his hand's caught, you watch as he grunts and you watch as the drow that's there sort of gestures for another one to come over and you watch and he says, this individual is being insolent, and you watch as the dresses um, that the guard next to him says, "What would you have us do, Zalveth?" And you watch as Zalveth stands up and he says, "He will be punished. Bring over the boils." And you watch as um, the drow moves away. He looks. Oh, I'm you. such a big man. I've oh. got beast of burden. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> he grabs you by the hair and pulls your head oh, backwards, God. and he says, "I would be careful." Because you are about to lose that tongue. And at that, you watch as the individual comes back with what looks like a ball of web. And you can see that you begin to get pulled down by the the large beast, by the chain. So you're on your knees. And then you watch then as this uh, spear is stuck into the ground. And you watch as this webbed ball is sort of sat on top of it. It's probably the size of a soccer ball. And you sit there as well. And you guys are just watching this happen. And Vic lumbers his way up to you and he says, This isn't good. And at that. So my hands are behind my back? Your hands are manacled in front of you. In front of me? Yep. But uh, your chain is being pulled down, which is manacled to your the sides of your neck. Oh, right. So we're manacled across the neck, yeah. not by the hands. You've got manacles on your hands and you're okay. manacled across your neck. Can so, I, am I able to sneaky undo my hands? Yes, you hands? can. Yep. Roll your sleight of hand check. Hmm. Oh, actually, it won't be sleight of hand. It'll be a thieves tools check. So, so they've just got this ball on his head. Holding it over there. I think that's my cue. Okay, so with a 17, you do manage to get your thieves tools out, but while you're sort of unlocking, you watch as uh, Zalveth gets out this sharp blade and you watch as he slashes the ball. And as he slashes this ball of web, you guys hear this screeching sound. This <laughs> and you watch as these tiny little spiders begin protruding out of it and you watch as he slashes it again 
and they all begin to fall down onto Jesui. And as they begin to fall onto you, you feel them begin to bite you. And at that point, your hands become free with your manacles, but not before you take three points of piercing damage from the bites that seem to be radiating around you. And you watch as his body is just completely covered in spiders. And you can see that they're just writhing around his person. And at that, because as that happened... Uh, you're currently there writhing, trying to get these spiders off Stop you. Your hands now roll. currently free. Stop, drop and roll. What would you guys like to do? You two have an action. Yeah, moment. is it going to be surprising if we do it? It will be surprising. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm I'm doing that and I'm going straight at Zelveth. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm literally off. just going bus with blades and I'm straight at him. All right, go for it. Roll your attacks, both of them. The first one will hit. Roll your damage for the first with sneak attack. Sneak 10 attack. points of damage. Yeah. Okay. So you sink the short sword uh, summoned from your tattoo directly into his back. It seeps through his tunic and the other dag- uh, the other blade that you have goes to cut across his arm. And at that point, he turns around and he sort of arcanely swips your blade away. And as you move it around, he looks to you in shock and he says, how did these individuals bring weapons into our prison? And you watch as the drow guard just comes into... Uh, attack on you guys and if we're in combat right now we'll roll initiative so with that you watch as these spiders are currently brawling all over you uh Jusui, and you can see your allies just spring into battle you do see two of these drow individuals in attack but you also see this large lumbering folk that seems to be holding you down you guys look around and you can also see that Kalis is sort of just like holding his pick quietly in the corner but you do watch as Vic is sort of like holding his pick almost Sort of ready to jump in. Are you with us? Now's the time. Roll a persuasion check. 17. Okay, so you watch as the orcish individual holds his pick tighter and slings it into one of his hands and he says, I'm ready. I've been itching for this day. And you watch as the drow, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the drow, Kalis is just sort of in the corner, just still sort of looking between you guys. At that, we will go into initiative. First off, we have Shavi, followed by Josui. I want to talk to the beast, and I don't even know if it's going to understand us, but great beast, what honor do you hold upon the drow? Join us and escape these wretched this, this wretched farms. dungeon. You watch as he pulls on the chain tighter and growls at you. Roll an intelligence check. You've seen Beast of Burden before. These definitely look like that, but they have some form of intelligence, and it's like a blind uh, loyalty to these drow for one reason or another. Okay. Probably bred into them. Through years and years of yep. torture. Yeah, they are. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Captain Daddy. <laughs> question. <laughs> when he goes, that is all. and Jesus uh, you know, brings the lockpicks out. So where are they now? Because he I don't think he would have like No, they're currently they they're currently in his, hands, he stops, in his hands. But still. he's also covered in spiders. But we could get them off him. Yeah, I still got all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, well with that, saying. I'm gonna You guys are currently you're like within this. ten feet of each other and you're chained up, so you can move anywhere you Okay, so you like obviously within. there's one dude next to Joseph. Joseph and <laughs> I'm gonna go over and try to create an advantageous situation for a sneak attack. Go for it. With Joseph being there <laughs> covered in spiders, however, he's not threatening a target. He's currently in danger. So I won't so allow sneak work. attack, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm doing it with Drew. Okay, can do that. <laughs> okay. So roll your attack. So Drew's next to one of the other uh, drow. The yep. one with the spear there? Yeah, the, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. 11 against the drow, unfortunately misses. 13 unfortunately misses as well. Oh. So these guys seem a lot more hardier than the, the guards you had previously fought the night before and more yeah. well combat trained and almost like soldier-like reflexes. They bat away your advances with the spear, uh, especially manacled as well, which I've got to get you to roll with disadvantage. But they missed right. anyway. Yep. Uh, that brings us to Jusui, who currently you're covered in spiders, and because they're still on you, we'll take a D4 we'll of damage. You take two points of piercing damage as they're biting all over you, and you can see the like the blood begin to rush down each of your arms, and they're just screeching through this cavern. What would you like to do? Can I take my manacle off? That will be your action, because you've got your lockpicks. I'll let you do that with your lockpick. All right, I do that. All right, roll your lockpick check. I'll say with a plus six, because that's your lockpick. Not 20. So what does it look like as you expertly get this off? Ping. Mm-hmm. And then, sorry, boys, but I'm fucking piss bolting to the water. Yep. And jumping yep. in the water. Yep. Cool. All right, cool. Good. You begin running into oh. the water. You jump in and you can see a sploosh. A sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> and as it splashes, you feel the coldness just move over your body. It's extremely cold, but you do feel each wound in your body begin to basically burn with the freshness of the water, but the mm. spiders seem to have gone <laughs> off of you. Lovely. Yeah. You watch as they begin to disperse across the surface. Some of them crawl out uh, and begin dispersing again through the cavern. 
but uh, Je Suis just jumped into the water. Um, did Gerald, uh, does he throw the lock picks to us or anything like that as he runs off? Or? Yes, as I'm running, because it's a 20, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've literally gone two and throw it straight As you've said, uh, sorry, boys, my oh, apologies. No, not, not Drew, I threw him to Xavi, yeah. yeah. because you're about to go. Something like that, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Also, roll, I'll say roll a dexterity check to catch them. Yeah. Caught <laughs> in your hands. Uh, that you turn, Je Suis? Uh, do I get a bonus action? You do get a bonus action. Can I shoot my bow with a bow? No, you can't. Can I hide? No bow. Yes, you can. You I'm can hiding. find a place underneath the water so, to hide and hold your breath at. Roll a stealth check. All right, so that brings us to big dude's turn. He's going to suck. The big dude's going to go to the one who, the big uh, hairy dude with the lumbering limbs is going to go to the guy that's attacking his captain. And he's going to make two claw attacks at you. Oh. A 23 and a 19. Uh-huh. You take 12 points of slashing damage total. <laughs> Holy shit. From two slashes, one of them goes directly down your back and the other one grabs across the top of your head and just rakes across the top of your head. Drew, you're up. Awesome. With the, I guess, seeing everyone, the spires, everything like that, everything rushing through me, I'm like, this is, this is, we're not in a good spot here. I'm going to, you see a giant hyena. <laughs> Does, do the chain stay? Well, roll a strength. All right. So as you begin growing in this giant hyena's form, you watch as the two manacles around your arms bust. So the ones around your neck. Um, as they bust, you also see in the dark purplish light of this cavern. Wild shape is my bonus action. So now I'm uh, going to go at the one we've already damaged mm-hmm. and I'm going to bite him. Damn. Yeah. Nine, unfortunately, misses. So you go to bite, and as you go to bite, after raking Shavi, <gasps> the top of Shavi's head, you watch as he extends a hand and just holds the, the bottom of your jaw so it can't close, or the top. I'm not sure how it works with the height. I think it's the bottom. Bottom. He holds the bottom of your jaw so it just can't close. All right, Drow's turn. You watch as he action. draws two short swords, and he's going to cut sick at... He's going to go for Shavi because Shavi attacked him. <clears throat> that is a 14 no. and a 6. No. So two misses with the short swords. Thank goodness gracious. Um, the other guard, however. Thank just we. <laughs> Thank you, God, just we. Thank just we. The other one, however, is going to begin casting a spell, and you watch as this purple light moves through his hands, the guard yeah. with the spear, and he projects it out onto all of you, except for je suis. And I would like Drew and also Shavi to roll a dexterity save, please. So you watch as these golden orbs of light begin to filter down like rain and you dodge each and every one uh, as best you can, Shavi. However, you drew in your large hyena form. One of them hits you and you begin to glow this iridescent light, making you easier to hit. And you also watch as Vic, the orc, glows. However, uh, Kalis, the guy in the corner uh, with the pickaxe, does not either, which will bring us then back to... So Vic will uh, run forward. And he's going to attack the large guy. He's going to actually get in. He's going to attempt to grapple him. So I'm, I'm relying on these guys now. <laughs> um, so with Vic, Vic does uh, hold both his arms around this large individual and just basically bear hugs him into place. And he goes, yeah. get him now. I've got him held. Um, so he can't move now, but he can still attack. So now it's Shavi's turn. Cool. Well, I'm going to have to unlock myself first. Mm-hmm. So that's that, an action. Yep. Obviously. So roll your check with your dexterity plus your proficiency. You are able to get your hands undone, but you're still attached at the neck. Okay. You can take a bonus action strike, yeah. Well, duh. that's a one, but it's not. So it's now a 21. That's a hit. Does that count as a sneak attack? Yes, it does, because he is now bothering him from cool. within. He is bothering him. 11 points of damage. Nice. So you go through and slice uh, the big guy while he's being held by uh, Vic, the orc. And at that, that brings us to uh, Je Suis turn, who's currently under the water hiding. Yeah. So get your ass back over. I'm trying, here. I'm trying to sing out and go, "Let's go, baby!" But all you, all you hear is. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, yeah. So I'm, I, I run out of the water, mm-hmm. and I'm going to attack um, old matey fucking that we've already hit. But I'm going to have a weapon as I run, and I yell, "Sword!" <laughs> and he throws me a sword. As I'm running, so I can attack with the sword. Um, I'll say yeah, because it's cool. Oh, here we go. Yeah, do it. Have, to, have <laughs> two while you're at it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just the one. Just the one. All right. So that no. means you'll essentially be throwing him one of your blades, which means no two weapon attack. Yeah. So as you get out of the water, you begin running across uh, the battlefield, across the stone caverns. You jump off one of these rocks and call sword. And as you do, uh, you throw one. I'll get you to roll a dexterity check to catch it. Uh, 
17. Yep. So you just catch it midair and then you use the momentum of that throw and catch and your jump to come down onto your target. Yeah. Uh, roll your attack now. So, yeah, you hit the big guy. So get your sneak attack damage. So as you're leaping through the air gallantly, how does your how do you impact this beast? So I come down, sword, reverse grip, two hands. And I fucking shove it straight through the top of his skull. Very nice. As you do, he starts to lumber forward and go a little bit dopey. And he's just like, still being held by the the orc. And he looks to you and he says, for a little man, you sure pack a punch. Um, And at that, that will bring us to his turn. Uh, he's going to try and rake you. Are at absolutely you. still Can't up me. there. Absolutely yeah, still up Am there. On You're on his head holding onto a yeah. sword. Absolutely oh, yeah. you are. So I'm in front of him. He's still going to try and rake you. Uh, the first one is a seven, which I believe misses. And the next one is a 14. All right. So he rakes desperately at you, but you sort of dodge away and just holding like a like a handle at the top of him, sort of steering him this way and that. That's, that's <laughs> That brings us to Drew's turn. Hell yeah. So which one looks more hurt? At this current point, hey. the one that looks <laughs> the most hurt mm. is the um, big dude, Zavith. He, he, looks, he yeah. looks the most damaged. Right, okay. I'm going to go try to bite him. All right. That's a 21. Yep. That's yep. it. Roll, yeah. your, roll your damage. Some damage. What does it look like as you rip yeah. him yeah. apart? Yeah. This is all. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. After we, we kill him. Uh, so coming at him and I'm just like jumping. He's standing vertical. So I'm going to sideways in the air, chomp, and just try and bite. Through he's gone pocket. straight in half, baby. And he's Darth Mauled. Yes. <laughs> you would, yes. Yeah. You hear. <laughs> and I go into Rampage. So when the hyena reduces a creature to zero hit points with a melee attack on its turn, it can take a bonus action to move half its movement speed and make another attack. Oh, baby. All right. Do so it. now you can go by this. So you have the guard there that attempted to cast mm-hmm. the spell. And the, the Is he the one that was mean to you? You should say, you taste like shit. Okay. All, all he hears. Okay. All he hears. <laughs> that's it. He just again. laughs. I just 13. can't say anything but laugh. Uh, so again, to hit. against the big guy. Yeah. So 13 to hit will hit. Roll your damage. Eight damage. Uh, so as you bite the arm of this individual as he's raking it, Jusui, and also Vic, who's just holding onto him desperately, and he can't move either. Uh, it brings us to the Drow's turn, which is the only guard that is left. He's probably going to go for... He's going to go for Vic because he's going to try and free the big guy. Uh, so he attacks twice on Vic. One's a 20. Ooh. And the other one is a 18. So both will actually hit. The first one on the 20 on Vic. I don't really care much no. about Vic. He's pretty, uh, he sounds pretty boss though. He's all right. No. He's all right. You watch as the drow guard moves over to Vic and you watch as he gets his his spear, literally cuts off one of his arms. <laughs> and as Vic moves away from the creature, just absolutely holding this this wound, uh, you watch as the spear just goes straight through his stomach and you watch as Vic falls to the floor and he looks to the three of you and he goes, We tried. <laughs> you watch as he falls down. You tried. We're still going. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Eight. His eyes rolled into the back of his head as wow. he oh, is yeah. perished on well, the floor. I screamed to Vic no, but so... all anyone heard was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a wolf. So, um, Kalis, you in or not? <laughs> uh, Kalis at that point, is uh, he's still sort of shaking in his chain. <sighs> all right, so that brings us to Shabby's go. Shabby. Um, you actually look no. down at your tattoos, and when you have them out, you are not tattooed. Uh, I see. Same as your fingers as well, uh, just me. Okay, well, I might as well unlock my man my neck chain thing then. Yep, so that's, that's my that'll be your action, action and your bonus and action. My bonus, I'm going to attack. Very good. Cool. All right, so roll your check for your manacle. 19 absolutely checks it off, so cool. you shoo, get the shoo, manacle off. Shoo. It clatters against the stone floor, mm-hmm. and you toss the sword into your other hand ready to make a strike. Can do. 13, that hits. that hits. 7 plus 6, yeah. He is on death's door. Absolutely, Literally. he is. Yeah, he's on death's door. What does your attack look like as you attack with the one blade? With the one blade, it's pretty much just a flurry. I'm just going for cha for cha for cha for cha. Very nice. For cha for cha for cha. Making those noises <laughs> as well. Uh, that then brings us to Jesui's turn. I'm just going to attack. Go for it. Seventeen. Oh. How do you kill him? Baby. Uh, so as like he's getting watchard. <laughs> like I just twist, <laughs> yeah, and he just goes. Blink. So that's, that's Drew's two. turn. Um, yep, can try and bite him again. Go for it. 
14 is 15, a miss. 15, 15 is a hit. 12. Points of damage? Yeah. Uh, what does it look like as you kill him? Oh, yes. oh, oh, I'm going to launch and bite over his head and just try and bite his head off. All right. He That's moves towards funny. Shavi with the spear and you can see them facing the other way, having just felled this large uh, Quagoth beast is what they're called. And you see this drow just move this spear in a horizontal direction about to chomp off Shavi's head. But before he does that, you watch as this hyena more just goes over the top of him, yes. shakes him like a rag doll, and his head just pops oh, off and his body baby. goes the other way. At that, you guys are left in the cavern down below. One way to use your head. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes and giveaways we can't wait to hear from you and remember share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories geeks out over narrative role play and loves D. we'll see you next time